0: Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center Church Podcast.
1: All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Another morning of the episode after podcast. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. Oh, off to a, a off to a really good start so far. Uh, Pastor Josh here with you as always with Pastor Jim this morning. Good How are you
0: doing? morning, cyber world.
1: <laughs> and then we also have Pastor JD on this morning. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> he's been wow. he's been awake for a very long time. I have with been the, uh, Truth Two Hundred One students this morning praying. So Pastor Carl had to cancel on us. So it was just a pretty obvious decision that jd's already been up for hours so let's have him come in <laughs> yep, the yep Went already to bed last night at
2: about one o'clock in the morning and got up today at five thirty. but i already spent a half hour in prayer so my jesus time and i we are tight
1: we're we are are ready for this podcast <laughs> there you go that's and that's exactly why you're here mm-hmm. so um He's we didn't have a podcast last week because yeah, you guys you guys were on your way to dallas so we yeah. didn't have enough time to do a podcast um so we're now in week three of our series pathways yeah. uh I sat in second service yesterday. I was not in first service. Yeah. Good. And it was, well, it was, I was going to say the, the time change seemed to really destroy momentum as far as the room was half empty first service because yeah. all of a sudden I have to get to church an hour earlier. And it was like, it was one of those days yesterday where it was like 40 and rainy. One of those days yes. where it's like, I just want to sit in bed and sleep. But I think because of that second service might've been a little bit more full than normal. Um, the I felt like the reaction from everybody was really great second service a well, lot the of
0: technical glitch in the first service where my sermon notes were from the wrong sermon yeah that that was a little so I you know yep. it, I just watched it again this morning like could people tell I was really thrown oh and, yeah and yeah you can't but I, I'm telling you what I, I saw mean, you were threatening know, to fire people what so I assume you were it was happening inside of me was a lot <laughs> worse than what they saw yeah. Second time in three months yeah. they put the wrong message up. I'm like, come on! Yeah, you know, it's hard enough as it is. <laughs> I feel like you're. I don't know. You get. I.
1: I feel like you stress out about that more than I thought you would. Yeah. Just because you're such a good BSer when you have to be. Right. Right. That it's like it seems like you could just go from the. I, don't, I didn't well, realize I'll, how much you actually rely on those notes yeah, that are on this so list.
2: I'll say, as someone who didn't speak very often before becoming a pastor, to all of a sudden is speaking every single Sunday, if you don't have your notes ready and available, it throws you off a considerable yeah. amount. Right.
0: And if, and if you speak once every month or two, you really put a lot more. Yeah. You, know, you put a yeah. month or two into that message. Right. It's, it's ringing a bell. Yeah. This is, you know, this is what the fourth teaching in a week. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, so it, that's you, why any time
1: I, I speak, I print the notes. I have a physical yeah. copy. <laughs> that's, of that no, matter, no matter what happens, I have a physical piece of paper. I learned that for Pastor Adam because you just really can't you can never really rely 100% yeah, technology. on technology. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be something. Or Thankfully, <laughs> we have some of the best tech people around and they fixed it very fast and they got did. it back to where it needed to be. But you know what,
0: what the first service missed was my entire introduction of the algebra geometry thing. Okay. So I just went straight into worship and it kind of didn't make sense without, yeah. you know, I, my, my, my initial premise was in those notes and by the time we figured out what was going on, I was already past that slide. Right. And thought, where's the algebra story? <laughs> There's supposed to be an algebra, <laughs> algebra- yeah. story in there. So, well,
1: second service was great. I thought the yeah people are understanding the the message i think the more we elaborate on the neuroplasticity and talking about that i think more and more people are starting to yeah. understand that and how it aligns with scripture and it's just big fancy words that scientists are using to show what scripture has been showing for thousands of years and kind yeah. of coming in agreement with. So how did you think it went yesterday other than yeah. let's talk about second service? Cause I first think, service fits some... right. The
0: time change, um, if the rooms half full and the people are half full that are in the room, yeah. that's it really is. The energy in the room was a quarter of what it would have been the week. before. Oh, yeah. So the second service breakdown set, no guitars on the side, drums are real quiet cause they're uncaged. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was, it was a change. So we had a time change. We had a music change. Um, preliminaries were relatively long. Again, you know, yesterday. Yeah. So by the time I get up, I, I don't have the most engaged group of people there. Right. But for for as soon as we started the review, they're on the edge of their seat. They're laughing. They're laughing. They're listening. They're, you know, they're amending. They're re- so great. I guess is what I'm saying. The yeah. People, there's no such thing as a great sermon. There's, right. there's there is such a thing as a great congregation. Yep. Yesterday I got to preach to a great congregation. Right. They they seemed very very
1: receptive yeah. and like wanting to hear what you had had to say yeah. um we as like the social media team we advertised the sunday as a lot of like are you dealing with anxiety yeah. come to this service so i think we got a lot of new faces of just people that were yeah. in the area that were like yes i'm and i'm glad that you you targeted it as much as you did um first service i thought you were kind of like spitting fire towards the end that last yeah. like you just kind of went off your notes and it, yeah, was, it was more of yeah, like a yeah, holy spirit obvious, like yeah. This is what I feel like I need to say right now. Yeah. Um, for people that were in second service, could you like maybe elaborate a little bit on I'm not sure what that was? i what you talking about. I, yeah.
0: The, the continuity of narrative uh, thing was not in my notes.
1: I was just talking about like the, the victim, like the most powerful person in the room oh, is the yeah. victim, that part. Yeah.
0: Now, did I do that in second service? I don't yeah, think I, you did. One of, the, no. one of the issues that I think our society is going to have to confront is the most powerful person in any room right now is a victim. Yeah. Uh, and there are victims and they do need to be shielded and guarded and yep. empowered, but the the outrage culture, how dare you say anything about anything that might trigger me in any way, shape, or form, that guy's really got leverage now. Like right. The, the news is about them, yeah. the politicians yep. are passing bills about sure. them.
1: 50 years ago, that person's like, okay, we don't want to be associated with that person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you know? that person's
0: an annoyance who yeah. I
2: don't want to be around. But <laughs> yeah. they,
0: they weren't empowered. They, I, and again, we have people that literally, third generation of welfare, uh, third generation of victim... Right. Um you know, all I have to do, I mean, you think about it, and I don't mean to get into a weird situation here, so forgive me if I say this the wrong way, but they used to be you you were gay, you were lesbian, you're bisexual, and now there's how many different genders right. that have been invented in the last two years. What is was like forty eight different genders yeah. or something else? Recognizable. Yeah. It's above forty, whatever it was. And no matter what you say, if you say sir, ma'am, polite things, if you say hey you or you guys, or it it triggers there's such so, a large and, and yeah. how dare you you're and and what comes back is you're, you're a Nazi and I'm a victim. And so we, we've made a living out of pointing at people saying I, I am powerful because I'm fi- I finally have the power to tell you to shut up. And I, I'll say that I think it's a pendulum swing in culture, yep. because you've got the Weinsteins that are that are hurting, raping, you know right manipulating the casting couch thing i'm glad that guy's going to jail you know what i mean yeah. he deserves it he's a, he's a despicable person the terrible things sure but i but now any allegation any shadow any it, it's it's huge news yeah and so the pendulum slung the other way i think sooner or later we all get tired of the victim and and the victor Becomes more and more attractive. So, yeah, I, you know, even even in sports, what's his name deflated the football and Tom it's, Brady, Tom Brady yeah, yeah, and it's it's Deflate Gate. It's like, oh, shut up! They beat you by like like you stole something, right? You know yeah. what I mean, it's, and and, yeah. and
2: the second half is where they got the majority of their points from, where the balls weren't deflated at all. Yeah, right. so really, how much did it help in the end? Right.
0: Well, what it helps is the fans for, of the losing team yeah. can point and say, "Aha, we're victims, so we want the trophy." Yeah, it's just. Stop. Right, and, and then we just compromise. Everybody gets a trophy, so that's not reality. <laughs> um, yeah, there are winners, there are losers, there are victims that need that need our help sure. and our understanding, and there yeah. are victimizers that need our discipline and our authority. Yep. But so many people are calling themselves victims that are not, right. because you know.
1: Well, and I think so. Like with the invention of social media twenty years ago, you had to earn your voice. Like to stand on a platform, you had to you had to earn that. Now anybody has a platform, so there is a lot more of there's just a lot more out there than there was before. Victims are having a voice like they've never had before. And they see, I mean, like you're saying, there are tons of people out there that are victims that need our help, but there's a lot of people that are taking advantage of that victim mindset. Yeah, there's
0: children in Haiti that need food. Yeah, They're victims of a corrupt government, of of a generational system, a systematic genocide. They're, yeah, yeah, we need the United Nations, we need missionaries, we need, you know what I mean? Right. The guy that's sitting in a middle-class home in his parents' basement, on social media with his thumbs being a slacktivist. He just needs a job. Right. He doesn't need to vote for Bernie. Mm-hmm. He needs yeah. a job. <laughs> you want to vote for Bernie? So, yeah, it's, it's those sorts of just silly things that, um, you know, again, the rise of socialism, again, being political, I'm not trying to be, yeah. but just to point out, to make a point. Socialism is I'm a victim and everybody that isn't a victim owes me. Right. You know what I mean? So, the problem with socialism is once it uses up all of capitalism's capital, it, there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Venezuela, I'd say, well, what about Switzerland? Like, no, no, Switzerland is not socialist. It has privately held health care. It has privately held, it has privately held uh, prescription companies. Privately. So they, they tried socialism. It failed, and they were smart enough to back off of it right. and, and make it less, you know, they call it a pension. We call it uh, Social Security. They, they lower those things because they can do math. And the problem <laughs> with the victim mentality is we can't do math. And right. you are, your great-grandfather started the... United Auto Workers Union because they were victims of yeah. of barons really that right. that you know
1: but then you see that over generations <coughs> and now the union is more of a it's a joke like I can't sharpen that pencil I can't I can't sharpen that pencil because you have to sharpen it because it's your job to sharpen that pencil yeah. not well, me Well and,
0: and that and that's uh, that's an extreme example but one of the reasons the unions no longer have the sway they they did is because the pendulum swung back it wasn't right. financially feasible to screw everybody else, and now I get my my pay increase. Well, eventually, yeah. you know what I mean. They, they, then they got rid of them. Those those factories went to Canada and Mexico and places where people wanted to work. So right. now they're coming back because yep. we have a twenty one percent corporate tax versus thirty six percent corporate tax. So We are the offshore place to put money now, right? Um, which is which is great, except it causes a huge deficit in our in our budget and <laughs> you know, trillions of dollars overspending. We just print more money, so it hasn't yep. solved the problem in the long term yet. It may, but. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, great great concerns. and I think the great concerns are the people that are owed, people that are due, people that are victims. And and you see the benefits of someone who chooses not to work, who's capable of working, and then you see the benefits of a marine on the front lines in Fallujah. Yeah, and how the person sitting home complaining actually has better benefits, better health care, cell phone, sure. food, and the guy's on the front line, 120 degree heat, people are trying to kill him. Right. You know, and then he comes back, and they say, "Well, yeah, the VA is awful because uh, it costs yeah. too much." Like it's there really is uh, inequity. And but it was funny again. Take take the uh, the hurricanes from years ago. Katrina hits um what's the place with that mardi gras uh louisiana, new orleans new orleans and everybody freaks out and evidently george bush caused the uh the, the <laughs> but then there's there's you know generational floods in the mississippi delta where generational farmers mississippi alabama arkansas just wiped out
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's still fema places in louisiana that we're paying you know yeah eight grand a month for and it's a mobile home you know what i mean Uh, The government's paying that much money for temporary housing. Everybody in the farmland rebuilt. You know, why is that? Well, because people raised in different systems see themselves as victims. Therefore, it's not my responsibility. It's not my fault. I don't have to do anything. Where's my check? Other people were raised by, like, working the ground, you Mm -hmm. know, cooperating with their neighbors. One of the things I saw during the Mississippi floods I thought was great, they took uh, inmates and they unchained them and said, make a sandbag line. I expect you all to be here when we're done. (laughs) <laughs> and they, and they, everybody got out. I mean, they weren't violent offenders, but they right. they all went in their orange jumpsuits and they did sandbags right next to the farmer, right next to the housewife, right next to the, the Cub Scout, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they got it done. They protected what they could protect in the downtown areas. And then they all reported back to jail. <laughs> you know, it's, just, <laughs> it's just a different mentality. So yeah. we have a lot to do with what our lives become. Right. And as soon as anybody, government, church, parents, <laughs> systems, cities, take that power away from people. Now, now everybody's yeah. a victim.
1: Well, and I think a big, a big thing with that is just the, um, like who you're surrounding yourself with, right? So, absolutely. If you if if you surround yourself by victims, then you're going to expect to have a victim mentality. If you surround yourself by hardworking people that care about what they're doing there's a good chance that you're going to become yeah. a hardworking person that cares about value that. what they're doing yeah
2: yeah i think i think actually i'd heard this statistic at one point that whatever wealth class you're born into there's only a two percent chance yeah. that you will ever uh increase or decrease your wealth class right. so If you're born middle class you'll most likely be middle class yeah lower class lower class upper class upper class yeah. and there's very very little chance of you ever moving out of that Class, up or which down. is
0: crazy, yeah. up or down? Yeah. You said up, you say well, then there's no opportunity. You say down, you don't move either. It's like okay, there is, you know, there something else is happening right. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a mindset. It yeah. is. It really yeah. is. It's neuroplasticity. Oh <laughs> shoot! There we go. Yeah.
1: Cool. So let's. Um, I I want to explore that thought a little bit more, uh, Pastor JD, of just the show. Show us your friends and show us your future. Yeah. Um, I. Like back when I was in youth, you try not to, but there's just obviously groups of friends that form and they hang out with people more than they hang out with other people that are are in the youth group. Is it still that case today where it's like people hang out and then you kind of slowly see them become more and more like each other? Like you'll see a friendship start and then six months from now they're best friends and it's like you guys are doing things that you would have never done six months ago that you're doing now.
2: Um, I'll, I'll say yes and no to that answer okay um because it doesn't necessarily revolve around who you spend your time with while you're at church it revolves around who you spend your time with outside of church okay and so if you're building those relationships in church um, but you're only maintaining those relationships in church then no you're not going to end up looking like your friends it's, it's it's who you're spending your time with outside of church that is going to be the one that is directly correlating for me is it was the opposite when I was in school um, all my friends when I was in school smoked weed all my f- teachers thought that I smoked weed too because I was just part of like that that group of just like the ones that look like dope heads consistently, you know, mm-hmm. and half my friends in school that I had in school are in jail now, but those are the friends that I had in school. Those weren't my like people who I did life with outside of school, and so uh, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah, that, that does have a, a certain bearing on it, but when it's when it's your choice, when you're the one who's choosing to make those relationships or not, that's whenever you really see who you're going to become, yeah. you know. We said that two weeks
0: ago when you send your kids to like homeschool private. School, Christian school, public school. You know, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Like we yeah. so said, listen, if your kid's a missionary, send them to where people need Jesus, if your kid's a mission field, there's nothing wrong with protecting them in 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 an interim time until they are mature enough to handle an outside world that they they can stand up to, and and not just stand up to and defend themselves, but they can be light and salt. Yeah, and and, and to show you more about what I'm
2: talking about too, we've had 201 now happening for the last eight weeks. We're in our last week right now of 201. And at the beginning, it seemed like a lot of random pieces that were all just kind of thrown together because they were all juniors and seniors who wanted to be a part of this. This morning I posted on my social media story and tagged all my students in and said I love all of them. And since then, eight of my students have shared that posting onto their own story and have written their own comment next to it saying things like, man, we were we were estranged from each other and now we're a family. Like like, um, everyone, yeah. we were starting to look at the, the group that was gonna go to Florida at the end. I had some students walking up to me being like, I don't know about this person. I You know, I've only ever heard about this person. So now all of them are stoked because they're like, I can't believe I get to spend time with these people. But it's because right. in 201 we have Sunday morning with each other we have Sunday night with each other. We have debrief meetings every Sunday night. We have Monday morning prayer at 6:30. We have Wednesday night D teams. We have Friday night movie nights. Yeah. I've challenged all of them to spend time with each other every single week. Like spend someone that you haven't spent yeah. time with. Um, we drive to fine arts festivals with each other. Like we are we are in each other's lives at least 30 hours a week. That, wow. that, that is that is our goal is to be with each other at least 30 hours a week. And so far, from what I can tell from these students, they're really living up to that. So now when we go to Florida, we actually are a tight group who are mission, missions minded. Right. We're going out there to reach people and to be with people more than we are to just have fun on a spring break. And seeing their, their relationships grow through that, that's that's been amazing,
1: yeah i I get the opportunity uh, Lauren and I to do their d team the junior senior D yeah. team on Wednesday night and it's a totally different group than it was in January of just mm-hmm. it was like you're saying it was a lot of like the island of misfit toys of like my mom told me to come here yeah and, um I'm here <laughs> because mom. I don't have anything better yeah. to do <laughs> yeah, um, you drug me to D team to, so to now work. to the point where there's kids that are like you guys didn't even talk to each other eight weeks ago <laughs> yeah. and now you're like, giving each other hugs and high fives and like yeah. encouraging each other. And that was like eight weeks that, w- and that like that Florida week is going to be huge because they're going to be with each other 24 hours a day yeah. for an entire week. But, uh, I don't, yeah, it's just really cool to see people that probably thought that they had nothing in common spend a bunch of time together for a couple of weeks. And now all of a sudden they realized they have a lot more in common than they thought they did. And mm-hmm. they're, they're becoming really close friends.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's been really sweet to see that that engagement be uh, be taking place. You know, as as a youth pastor, I've always told all of them my top two priorities are prayer and relationship, and uh, and they have become amazing at relationship to the point where sometimes it's difficult <laughs> to get them to not be in relationship <laughs> during prayer times, during, pra- during prayer times, and during discussions <laughs> at D teams and during because all they want to do is talk to each other. They love each, yeah. they yeah. each other. They want to be with each other. all actually, the
1: time. just a short uh, short little story, but at D teams last or on Wednesday. We introduced the. Uh, did you hear about this at all? We introduced the the talking horse. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren, we were on our way to we were on our way to D teams, and she realized that there was um, one of Hollis our son's toys in her yeah. pocket, and it was a little horse. So on D Teams on Wednesday night, you were only allowed to talk if you were holding the horse. <laughs> and it worked. They, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, they <laughs> would raise their hand. I'd throw them the horse. They'd talk. They'd throw it back to me. Someone else raised their hand. I'd throw them the horse. So That's so yeah. funny. I got to
0: try that for staff meeting. That would, be, that would <laughs> Yeah. yeah. The I'm, I'm sorry, horse. Pastor Carl. You don't have the You horse. don't have the talking yeah. horse.
2: Use your inside voice, sweetie yeah <laughs> so yeah, to go from not talking at all to eight weeks later you can't get them to stop right. talking that's a, that's a huge <laughs> yeah. design and relationship. Well, yeah, right? yeah like, like when we started d
1: teams in january it was like this is going to be weird like there's a lot of awkward silence of, yeah like i'm I'm that. trying to pull words out of these kids mouths <laughs> and they just don't want to talk about anything yeah. and uh to now it's like like you're saying like we have to have a talking horse because if we don't then <laughs> yeah. they're not going to stop talking yeah you know?
0: i'm old enough you said talking horse i thought mr ed <laughs> the, the, the amazing Mr. Ed. You know what I'm talking about? Today? No, I have no idea. There's Mr. Ed is a, there's a you block, no, TV later. show with, uh, with a horse that could talk named Mr. Ed and Wilbur. Wilbur. Oh, I've heard that before. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Last in the past. That was for you seven year olds like me <laughs> <laughs> that listen to podcasts every yeah, week. Right. On yeah. your track. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, we've got a couple more minutes. Yeah. So let's talk about next
0: week's you know I, this is where i wish i had something really good to say i, I what i think we're going to do you can come up with the, it the fifth <laughs> week, <laughs> yeah really good bsn we said the 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 fifth week i believe what we're going to do is a panel discussion so we're going to have people that have had their mindsets shift uh like your guys's mom you know how do you yeah. go from dina tharp and the, the childhood the upbringing to dina wiegand you know what I mean? How did God redeem the whole story? We started talking about that whole continuity of narrative. God's redeeming my whole story. That was kind of our response point for for yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, other people that have been um, gone through huge transitions, like adoption. You know what I mean? Yeah. For example, something that I think would be good to hear people. Their story. So we have doctrine, we have sermons, we have – but testimonies. We overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. If if I preach that Paul said this, that's one thing. If the guy sitting next to you is on the platform next week talking about how – his marriage has changed or his mindset from being the 3% that was mm-hmm. born into this and now has ascended to that. You know what I mean? What, what happened in your mind? Or I was born into great affluence and it was just a big trap. And now I live in a, a tiny home on a vacant lot in Argentine yeah. Yeah. and I'm happier than my parents. I mean, what? Sure. why, what changed? What, or even you know.
1: families that like, I came from a family that, yeah, we always had stuff, but we had a lot of debt that we're carrying. And now I'm married to my spouse and we're, Totally debt free. Yeah. Like oh, I want to hear from somebody like sense. that.
0: Yeah. So we're a friend of mine. Somebody was raised in the church. He he spent years as a heroin addict. Now he loves Jesus. He's just finishing his degree in videography. And yeah. I so we're gonna talk to him later on this week. But so tell me about that. I mean from ODing and being revived. I think six times. Wow. Like thrown in the Detroit River as a dead person, and the cold water revived him, and and he was able to get out. You know that kind of stuff. Like what. What tell us your story a little bit, and then tell us about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I think we need some really extreme stories. Yeah, I think we need some. You know, I, I used to weigh twenty pounds more, and then I Jesus and the Holy Spirit and diet. And I, I mean, I just changed my mind. So now I look at Twinkie, it's like I don't want to eat a Twinkie, and I look at a, you know, a salad, and I go, I like salads. So what what happened? Because yeah. you know. So I think extreme and basic, and people maybe they just start live continuously in improvement. Right. How do you how do you see the world differently? And day. I think yeah. that'll
1: be important for people to hear because I, I I think people are still like like praying like transformed by the renewing of my mind and I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and I'm gonna be totally different no and then right, to, right. to hear people no. say that like nope it's a it's quite a bit of a journey yes. and like you really have to your flesh has to die daily yeah, to mm-hmm. get to the point where you, you actually want yeah, to be. Yeah,
0: the, the promised land was supposed to be 40 days. It took 40 years. Right. Because there were certain things they just couldn't walk in yet. Yeah. yeah. So well, you say it like it was, they got out
1: of Israel, but Israel wasn't yeah. out of them yet. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I think I heard someone say that that basically
2: every person who walked out of Egypt wasn't going to walk into the promised land. because I said still... Israel. I meant Egypt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, everyone who walked walked out of Egypt, um, you, had to, you had to kill off the, the slave mentality. Yeah. And for 40 years, they had a slave mentality. And it wasn't until the kids who didn't remember slavery, who, who, who were never yeah. slaves, that they could finally walk in the promised land because they didn't walk as a slave, they walked as a free person because yeah. their entire life they knew freedom. Yeah,
0: it's funny you talk about. There's a there's one of the the generations lines, and you say well, if you can remember nine eleven, then you're this generation. Yeah, yeah. it's so Gen it's between Generation or... Z and Millennials. Yeah, yeah, and it's like so uh, you know living in the post nine eleven world, the pre you know what I mean there yeah. are different different mindsets and the same things mm-hmm. here. So I think having everybody safe until they're not. Everybody's, you know, not happy till they are. What what, what changed? What mm-hmm. was the yeah. what was the course of action? And I think sometimes too, a friend of mine was an alcoholic since uh, I think he was fourteen when he first realized he had a drinking problem. Fourteen years Jeez. old. So mm-hmm. seven years before he can legally drink, and yeah. now he's I think he's about forty at the time. Lost his marriage, lost his children. Ex-wife starts dating a police officer. He gets accused of a of a bruise. He's severed. He has to be in a in a, like an interrogation room with a social worker every time he sees his kids. Like his life just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until mm-hmm. he's severed legally because his kids are being traumatized by the whole thing. So he just abandoned the rights. Then he quit drinking. I'm like, dude, no, now's when you start drinking. <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. when, now when you're sober and you've never drank, this is when you take up drinking. Like right. you know, rock, why I mean, you, if you quit drinking five years ago, we wouldn't be here. What, why did you quit drinking? And mm-hmm. I'll never get his answer. He said, I, I tried to get sober a thousand times, and I would stop doing this for a day or two or a week or a month or a year, and then I would start again. he said, you know, just get through the day, just get through the day. I realized there's one one slight adjustment to that, just get through the day, and that was just do the next right thing. Yeah. She said, I passed three liquor stores on the way home from work every day. The next right thing is passing liquor store number one. Yep. So I, I get a hold of Jesus, and we pass liquor store number one, and then yep. I celebrate that, knowing that liquor store number two is coming right. up, and I celebrate that. And so he said, "Just a day is so daunting that I would drink." Yeah, it. but but the next right decision was it. So one quick mind shift, mm-hmm. right. asking a different question. He's been sober now for ten years.
1: Yeah, right. well, when you it's like when you think about quitting a bad habit, if you think about the entire habit, that's a daunting task. Yeah. But just thinking about it one step at a time like eating that elephant one bite at a time instead of trying to eat the whole elephant in
2: one bite for all of our friends uh people who people who love the show friends there we go when chandler was getting married he was stressed out about the thought of this is the rest of my life oh my gosh i can't believe i'm marrying monica but then ross came and he said let's just go home and take a shower there's nothing scary about taking a shower right let's just put on your suit there's nothing scary about putting on a suit so finally chandler goes what's the next step and he goes getting married and she goes oh god <laughs> like, yeah. he's just like starts like getting tight again but it's but it's one of those things where you just have to get on with like the next test what is baby the next steps. test baby yeah. steps baby Marvin. steps get on a bus <laughs> baby steps get on a bus
0: yeah it's funny cuz we laugh about those things but there there it's is true. an effectiveness to yeah. them. if you say i need to lose 30 pounds yeah it's daunting Yeah. you know i need i need to choose the food i'm going to eat at three right. o'clock this afternoon. And yeah. it has to fit with these parameters. It's much I, easier to say. I need
1: in. to start walking for an hour three times a week. Yeah. Like something yeah. like that. Yeah. Is, I'm gonna yeah. walk to Burger King. Uh, the, physical <laughs> therapist, yeah. Yeah. the
2: physical therapist lady who I talked to said, just exercise for 20 minutes a day. Just just do sit-ups for 20 minutes a day to <laughs> put like, like just 20 minutes a day, just put it in your calendar. Like 20 yeah. minutes at some point today, I'm going to go ahead and start working out. She said, after month, after like three months, you'll have all the results
0: that you want because you spent 20 minutes a day doing it. And 20 minutes right. doesn't seem that daunting. When we were running 100 miles a week, you know, you're. Always kind of sore because you're running hundred miles a week yeah. <laughs> and then at, at the end of that um yeah I laid off on my 50th birthday it was my last long run we finished the 150 mile there across Michigan I'm just gonna take a break well the break has lasted I'm 53 and I'm still on that break yeah but literally I was sore all the time from running then I was sore from not running it yep. was really my muscles were aching for activity. yeah I need to stretch I need to move I need to you know right and that took about it took about six months before I wasn't always in pain from something yeah and uh now I just you know I walked a burger. Well, it's
1: gang. like having a like a twenty year used car and then you just put it in the driveway for three years. If you try to turn it on, it's gonna yeah. be a little rough at first. I'm for it. Couch of the, <laughs> the
0: crim. I'm gonna do it this year. I ran the crim kind of last year. I ran the gym. It was a ten mile oh. race the day before the crim because <laughs> <laughs> the rains were coming and I don't right. want to spend it. And it was running. free,
1: you didn't spend two hundred dollars to right. run in the but rain. I just ran around Fenton <laughs> for, for ten
0: miles. Well, walked, dragged, crawled, puked for, for ten yeah. miles and got it done. But this year I really wanna train. I wanna get up to a, a steady, healthy seven miles and I go run the ten mile race and and then, right. who knows, so that, and then hope that your
1: granddaughter isn't born the the day of the yeah, race. Yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be yeah, really yeah. close. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'll, I'll just run back from Flint. I'll forget the creme, yeah. <laughs> run straight to the hospital. You know, in Ann Arbor. That's like so. Let's interview miles. you for a second, Pastor Josh. <laughs> How do you feel about being a father to a daughter?
1: Uh I don't have a daughter. I mean, she's inside. I haven't met her yet. <laughs> she's still in the oven cooking a so. female bun.
0: But no, I'm I'm.
1: Uh, anxious about it nervous yeah yeah, just thinking about like teenage years already and stressing out about that a little bit Yeah, but that's what I've always heard like girls are much easier early on and then the pendulum somewhere around teenagers flips and like Hollis will be a lot easier and then our our daughter which has a name but I can't say it will become a lot can you
0: just give us like the first letter no (laughs) for our listeners by the way I do know her name no you don't it's Wiegand I don't know her name it's nobody does just Lauren and I
1: all right, guys, uh, anything else that you you want to know? Well, anything I mean, else you yes, want to talk was, about? What we're going to do next week. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, we're, we're, okay. gonna, I
0: think we're going do a panel discussion the last week. This yep. week, we have so much that we could talk about still. Sure. Um, what happens in forgiveness. But we're going to spend five weeks leading up to Easter on forgiveness. So I, I, You know what I mean? What happens in other disciplines we haven't talked about yet, like fasting. You know yeah. What I mean, like fellowship. Like You know what I mean? There's so many things that are still left to talk about. So the problem is not, gee, I need to think of something to talk about. It's like, gee, I need to choose from a long list of what's left and, right. and wrap it up appropriately. Yeah. So it might be a cliffhanger. It might be, a, and there's five other things and research them on your own. I I don't know. So right. I don't know what I'm talking about Sunday, but it's just Monday morning. Yeah, so. it's true.
1: It is. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for being on. We yeah, will Sunday. talk to you guys again next week. If you don't have anywhere to go to church this Sunday, we'd love to see you at 9 and 1130 at Freedom Center Church, 2473 West Shiawassee Avenue in Fenton, Michigan. What time are w- the services? 9 and 1130. What about the third service? When's that going to start? I don't know. That's a good question that I've been getting asked quite a bit. The Maybe third we'll service, have a which is for
2: 6th through 12th graders, also March Madness, is <laughs> <it's laughs> at, uh, at 630 on Sunday night going
1: until 9. <laughs> Always plug. Always plug. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a great (laughs) week.